Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jimmy's Got Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, June the 2nd, 2023. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about the 100-hour rule. Most of you are probably familiar with the 10,000-hour rule um, for reaching expertise. We're going to talk through that and the 100-hour rule and how for many of you that might be way more beneficial in terms of reaching your goals, improving your life and your habits and your overall happiness. But before I jump in real quick, just a couple of housekeeping things. One, the Jeremy's Got Fitness app is rocking and rolling. We are into week two of our summer uh, Metcom program. If you guys still want to jump in, uh, you have access inside of the app to everything that's in that program as well as all of our other programs inside. Again, you guys are going to get all my weekly workouts in there, everything that I personally do. All of our nutritional content is loaded inside the extras tab. You have access to nine other full programs you can follow along to, and there's two other challenges that are now live, full mobility tabs, deep follow-alongs in there that we're loading for a future program that will come out in 2024 that I'm super uh, excited about. It's just going to take me a good four or five months or six months here, maybe even to uh, to put that thing all together. And then obviously that'll be in the app too. But again, if you want to check it out, jeremyscuffinness.app, you guys can join me, ask me questions inside. Anybody who's in there, I answer every single question ever asked. New weekly stuff is always loaded and uh, we basically play off your feedback. So if you guys want to see stuff and work through stuff, that is what goes in there. So jeremyscuffinness.app, the link is in the bio. You get a week for free. Check it out. If it's for you, you can stay for just a couple of pennies. If you think it sucks, you guys can definitely go somewhere else and you can start rocking and rolling. And I'm happy to point you in the right direction if our stuff is not for you. Also, you already know this episode is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you guys struggle to eat enough fruits and vegetables, and let's be real, basically all of us do, this would be the one thing that I would throw into my life. That's why I take it with me. I was just obviously in Hawaii for a week, and I took more than enough packets for myself and Heather in case I wanted to do two in a day because I felt a little crazy by the pool. Uh, But if you guys want to check it out, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with order one. If you're somebody who is afraid to ask for a free sample, maybe you've seen these on a commercial, you've heard another podcast talk about it, maybe someone else you've seen taking it, and you're not sure about making the commitment to buy it, shoot us a message. Um, I ask this because I know people get real apprehensive and they feel weird asking for free stuff. But I wouldn't offer it if I didn't want to send it to you guys. And so shoot us your mailing address, your full name on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, email, however you want to contact us. And Monica will literally send a pack right to your front door. You can try it 100% for free. See if it's for you. If you dig it, then you can buy it and get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. But if you're somebody who likes to try before they buy, that is why we're offering it. So again, hit me up and we'll send it right to your front door for free. Also, we're brought to you by my friends at JLab Pro, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. This is where I get my protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. Right now, they have a store-wide sale going on for Memorial Day. I believe it's MD29. Gets you 29% off, so damn near 30% off everything in the store, which is a pretty sweet deal. And again, uh, I've known Jay for, man, over 10 years at this point. 
and it's the the only company we really work with in terms of supplements outside of uh, the greens. So uh, he's a registered dietitian. I trust his stuff. He, he really gives his shit. Um, their stuff is backed by science, and, and they only try to source the best ingredients for everything they use. So, again, we get our protein there, our collagen, our turmeric, and our krill oils. So if you guys want high-quality stuff, and if you want to add a discount right now, the code is MD29 at jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. Again, the link is in the show notes, as are all of our other podcast sponsors as well. So I wanted to get you this uh, quickly today. I have a busy podcast schedule here. Um, I might be back tomorrow with Heather. We have Danielle Pisconti coming on. We have Mark Kerr coming on. We have Dr. Nick coming on. And that is just in the next 14 days alone. So we'll get a lot of awesome people coming your way. It just kind of worked out that way post me traveling and then post some other travel stuff I have going on. Again, it's been a busy busy couple days here since uh, since I've been back and I'll I'll save all the other stuff um, for when Heather comes on so we can share the funny stories uh, together but I thought this was important for a lot of reasons I have um, <clears throat> excuse me been doing a lot of speaking lately to a lot of corporate groups since the world is finally back to you know whatever normal is but in terms of normal uh, corporate events, incentive programs, uh, kind of be fit, be healthy, be well things. Those are starting to roll again at the same clip that they were pre-pandemic. And uh, actually, as soon as I got back uh, on our flight, I spoke to a group of about 100 and uh, like 100 to 150 people somewhere in there uh, in downtown Phoenix here at the Westin. Um, Awesome group of people. And as I'm talking to them and just asking questions and they're asking questions and you get to learn, you know, what people do and don't care about, uh, what people do and don't know in terms of health, fitness, nutrition, mobility, uh, fascial chains, all the, all the stuff that is important here and that we teach. I realized one people know even less than I had been thinking, which is, uh, good to know, uh, but also very frightening. And also how people tend to overcomplicate so many things in the health and fitness space. And that's probably due to the fact that as a profession, the barrier for entry is low. Um, anybody can quote unquote be a coach, kind of like anybody could be a, a real estate agent. Anybody can be a chef. You know, it's just like there's there's levels to all that stuff. And because the level is so low and a lot of people just get into the health and fitness space because they're passionate about it themselves, that doesn't mean they're a good coach and it doesn't mean that they really give a shit about other people. And it doesn't mean just because they can do something, they can transfer any of those skills or habits onto anybody else. And I think we see that in health and fitness more than any other industry because a lot of us were former athletes or, you know, just former people who like to do fitness and exercise and then would say, well, fuck it, let's make a career out of it. And because of that, I think you do get a lot of misinformation, a lot of overcomplication of what it takes to just be healthy and be fit. And that's where this episode kind of comes from. And it's the 100-hour rule is what I'm going to call this. And maybe the podcast episode I'll actually call the 100-hour rule uh, for success. And a lot of you have probably heard the 10,000-hour rule, which um, – was popular uh, from Malcolm Gladwell. If you guys are familiar, that kind of became a, a popularized like 
gold standard of becoming an expert in any given field, which I don't believe is true. And I'm going to talk on that in a second, but just for a background, if you, if you're not familiar, the 10,000 hour rule, Malcolm Gladwell in the book outliers, and then the story of success is the official title. He basically says that the 10,000 hours of deliberate practice is what is needed to become world-class in any field. And I would argue that that's flawed for a lot of reasons. Now, I do believe if you do something for 10,000 hours, you'll be much better than if you only practice for 10 hours. However, I don't believe just doing something for 10,000 hours is going to make you world-class at it or make you an expert because all practice isn't created equal. You know, it's the phrase practice makes perfect. No, perfect practice makes perfect. And I don't mean like every practice, quote unquote, has to be perfect. But you have to refine the skills over time. Because if you're always practicing the same shitty thing, you're just going to get good at the same shitty thing. There has to be some chasing of perfection along the way. Like if you want to be a better shooter in basketball, or if you want to be a better hitter in baseball. You could do an experiment, right? And say, you're going to go to the park and practice for three hours on your own. Or you're going to go to the batting cage by yourself and practice for three hours on your own. Or you can do those same three hours at the park with a professional NBA shooting coach rebounding for you and talking you through everything. Or you can go to the batting cage with a professional baseball player or professional baseball hitting coach for those same three hours, who's giving you tips on form and technique, foot placement, breathing, hands, everything, you name it. Which one do you think is going to be better for you? The answer is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Obviously, you're going to be way better practicing with a coach who's really skilled at coaching. It can help you along the way. And that's kind of the first flaw in the 10,000 hour rule because it just focuses on the quantity. So just the, the time of practicing and not the quality of the practice. And again, not all practice is created equal. And honestly, not all practice is as equally as helpful. And I think all of you know that from fitness training on your own, uh, doing yoga on your own riding a bike on your own, running on your own, you name it. The best athletes in the world do better with a goal, accountability, and a coach, and you're no different. If we're talking about the 10,000-hour rule still, like saying like, hey, if you just do something for 10,000 hours, you'll be world-class at it. If you do something for 10,000 hours, you'll be an expert at it. The second major flaw in that 10,000-hour rule, it, it leads to this fantasy that anybody can become an expert in any given area by putting the time in. And it's not true. I'll talk about genetics and things in a little bit here. But clearly, since deliberate practice, like for hours, is predicated on skill levels, like 20 to 25% skill levels, other factors are going to play a role in how good you can be at something. And Researchers have been able to pinpoint a few of them, including your age and your genetics. 
And those are two huge things. And what does that mean, Jeremy? If you came to me today and you're 46 years old and you say, Jeremy, I want to be an NFL quarterback or Jeremy, I want to be an NBA point guard and you're 46 and you want to put 10,000 hours in, you're going to be way better, dude, at throwing a football. You're going to be way better at dribbling a basketball and passing and shooting and footwork and, and spacing, all of those things. But because of your age, you are not going to be world-class. You might be world-class for a 49-year-old, maybe, but I would even argue with you that a 49-year-old, you know, LeBron is going to be world-class and you're not. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like your age matters when you start doing something, if you're going to be an expert or if you're going to be world-class, especially for the physical skills, if we're talking about fitness. And your genetics is also real too. Like genetically, some people, and again, I'll use LeBron, the dude's 6'9", 260, and he's my age, and he's still playing in the NBA. It's fucking nuts. Genetics is very real. If I was today, you know, to put in 10,000 hours to become world-class, like a world-class mathematician, I don't think my age is what holds me back. It might be, Um, but definitely my genetics, my brain makeup, how I process information, how I look at things, how I value them, uh, it's not going to happen. So that's why I say, you know, just doing something doesn't make you world-class or an expert no matter how long you do it for. Because again, now we have all the research that, that shows, you know, just doing something for 10,000 hours doesn't make you world-class or an expert. And the reason I bring that up is because most of you on this journey of life, um, on your nutrition journey, on your fitness journey, on your marathon running journey, or doing your, you know, sprint triathlons or doing your little, the Ironmans in your community or becoming, you know, stronger, more mobile, better endurance. Your goal is not to be an expert, Your goal is probably not to be world-class. Your goal is probably just to be better than you are today and better than you were last year. And if you're at the beginner kind of novice level, you want to be to intermediate. And if you're at intermediate, you want to be advanced and you want to be in the upper percentage for your age bracket and your genetics and kind of the demographic you sit in. And so the cool thing is, is that you don't need 10,000 hours for that. There's a lot of research out there that says a more realistic and achievable time frame, not to be an expert, but to advance from where you currently are past most people is the 100-hour rule. And it's real simple. 100 hours. So if we say from January 1st, we're going to dedicate 18 minutes a day. I mean, legit focused 18 minutes. If you have a coach, even better. If you have someone guiding you along the way, those 18 minutes are going to be better than 18 minutes on your own. Even if it's somebody digitally uh, through an app, if it's somebody you meet with even once a week that can look at your form and critique you and help you and guide you along the way and you can steal advice from experts. But if you went for a year and said, I'm just going to focus on doing 100 hours of work in this discipline, if it's mobility, like for example, I'm doing an hour of mobility a day, every day, some days even more than that. I have some specific specific goals I'm going after. I would like to do the splits. Um, If I get there by the end of the year, that would be awesome. 
If I get there in five years, that's cool too. If I never get there, hey, at least I tried. And I will know it wasn't because I didn't put the time in and didn't have a coach and I wasn't dedicated. It might just be genetics or it might just be my age or both. But I do believe I'm going to get there uh, by the end of the year. And I'm giving way more than just 18 minutes a day. But if that's all I did from January till December 31st, dedicated 18 minutes every single day to doing specific mobility, let's say for the splits, I'm going to be better off than 95% of the world and way past any novice or beginner has ever been. Now, will that make me better than the girls here that did gymnastics from age, you know, five till 20? Absolutely not. I go, but I'm going to be way better than when I started. And I think that's what most of you are striving to do. Now, if you're a pro and you want to be an expert, or if you want to be a professional, obviously you have to do way more than that. And if you think about it, you know, for the normal person that doesn't care to be the best of the best of the best, that 10,000 hour number, you know, for a lot of people, it's just diminishing returns. And what I mean is, can the average person tell the difference between the top NBA players who practiced 9,500 hours versus the ones that practice 10,000 hours. The casual fans, you know, obviously can't, you know, unless you're like a world-class expert yourself um, in evaluation and scouting and recruiting, or you're a player, you know, you, you don't know the difference, you know, and by the time you're at that kind of pro level, there's only microscopic improvements left to make and they come very, very, very slow. And a side note, like, I don't think, like, Steph Curry, obviously, if we're talking basketball, because that's what I watch the most, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter that's ever walked the planet. And it's not even debatable. And I'm a, I'm a Ray Allen guy. Like, I love Ray. Uh, I love Reggie Miller. Uh, I love Larry Bird. We have Larry Bird stuff up all over the office. Steph Curry's better. And he's better by an insane amount. He's on a different planet. It's something I've never seen before. Do I think Steph Curry has practiced way more than Ray Allen? No. Do I think Steph Curry has practiced way more than Reggie Miller or Larry Bird? No, I don't think that. But he has something. He has a genetic gift. Something clicks with timing and feel and hand-eye coordination. Who knows what it is? But that's what separates him. And also, for pros, the, the practice of more hours for a lot of them does make a difference for people at the professional world-class level you know getting that practice time like really drilled down and, and making it refined and perfect that can make all the difference between you know getting the yard getting the catch getting the rebound or coming up short not grabbing the catch or not getting the rebound but for 99% of the people who listen to this, it's not going to matter if you did 9,500 hours or 10,000 hours. The 100 hours for most of you dedicated to improve one skill, just one skill at a time, I think can change things in your life. So if you think about it, a 100-hour rule will suggest that with approximately 100 hours of deep focus, of deep practice, of deep study, a person can become proficient enough in any given area to have a huge impact on their life. 
I'm going to say that whole paragraph again because I think it's important. And I mentioned that because I did this speech um, the other day and I had, uh, I got stuck in the elevator with one of the uh, attendees at the conference. And there's three of them in there and they're like, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And I only swore like five or six times, I think, which for me is probably close to a record. I only think I said shit, which I've been on a pretty good streak of not saying fuck in these professional speeches, which is great. Although I do show up in joggers and a t-shirt and a baseball cap and then talk about peeing my pants and headbutting walls when I used to get shit faced in college, but that's just kind of who I am. However, they all thank me for it. So apparently they appreciated it in my sleep deprived state of being there. And what she said was, you know, I appreciate the way that you broke it down because everything really is simple. If you look at it from you know, kind of a bird's eye view, but yet people get lost in the details and they get lost in the minutia and all the overcomplication of fitness. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't do this movement or you shouldn't do this movement or you shouldn't eat at this time, or you shouldn't eat those foods. or You shouldn't drink that. Most of that stuff is just fucking bullshit. A lot of these things are, are super simple if you drill down on them and they don't take an obscene amount of time to get better and see improvements. And they're the easy, low hanging fruit that everybody wants to skip over. And so the hundred hours 18 minutes a day of deep focus, deep practice, deep study, most people can become proficient enough in any given area they focus on to have a major impact on their life. And I share that because the shortened time frame allows you to quickly become proficient in something. Not an expert, not world-class, but light years ahead of where you started and beginners and people in the early stages. This goes for everything in your life, if you really think about it. Now, someone with 100 hours of dedicated focus and practice in an area will appear impressively good at whatever they're doing to most people who have never practiced at all. Think about that. If you have never played golf and you just you don't have any real athletic ability and you suck and you go out and you play today, you play a whole round or go to the range and videotape your game and how terrible you are. If you practice for 18 minutes a day for an entire year and then you go out and you film on December 31st, your round of golf and you're, you're chipping, you're putting and you're driving you will look impressive compared to most people who rarely practice or never practice at all. Again, this applies to all fields of knowledge, so things you learn, as well as skills you put into play. Now, if you could dedicate, let's say, 10 hours a week to any given topic, skill, practice, in 10 weeks time, you'll be at a totally different level than where you are today. This is true. If you didn't know anything about 90s hip hop, you could hang out with me and we could talk about it for 10 hours a week, every week for 10 weeks. And by the end of 10 weeks, you will not be an expert like I am in 90s hip hop, but you will know way more and you will look like a hip-hop head to the average person who doesn't listen to it much. I give that example because it's as arbitrary as anything else. If you 
want to learn basic finances and you spent 10 hours a week, every week for 10 weeks or 18 minutes a day, every day for a year, are you going to be Warren Buffett? No. But are you going to know a hell of a lot more about finances, your personal finances and your professional finances? Fuck yeah, you will. Even if you're somebody who, you know, you don't look outside the scope of, you know, general uh, money, right? Like, you know, maybe the stock market, you know, your 401k, maybe, you know, real estate, but you have no idea about cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin or anything in the, you know, kind of digital space. And I would suggest this to anybody too. study it and educate yourself on it for 18 minutes a day for an entire year. Or if you have more time, do 10 hours in 10 weeks. And you'll know a hell of a lot more about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and, and alternative forms of payment and the blockchain than the average person who has never looked at anything. And you'll become more educated. And it didn't take a whole hell of a lot of time. This is, is true for your nutrition, your macronutrients, your micronutrients, meal timing, intermittent fasting, you name it. Your golf swing, same thing. Um, are you going to become Tiger Woods? No. Will you be way better? Hell yeah, you will be. Mobility. I'm living proof of this. If it's playing piano, if it's sign language, if it's deadlifting, if it's squatting, it doesn't matter what it is. Just dedicating this little amount of time. And for most of us, it is so insignificant to your day. You spend more time probably scrolling on Instagram per day than working on any of these skills. And that doesn't really have an ROI for most people. But dedicating this 18-minute practice would. You know, a 30-minute workout is essentially 2% of your day. And this is less of a commitment than that. And here's why I share the 100-hour rule and why I even bring it up, because it is powerful. I do think if you focus on a single skill, that's the key. Don't try to do 10 different things at once. Focus on single skill acquisition. Do less to get more. You know, have you ever seen um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall where um, he goes out there and Paul Rudd is the, the surf instructor and he's like, do nothing. And he just lays there. He's like, well, no, no, no. You got to do a little more than that, but don't do nothing. Um, the point is, is like, you just, you don't got to do 19 different things. You can't do nothing, but doing less is going to be more here uh, in this instance. So if it is, hey, I want to have better hip mobility, or it could just be mobility in general. That's fine too. Uh, I'm a fan of that. If it's just like, hey, I want to learn more about, you know, the stock market. I want to learn more about real estate. I want to learn more about sign language. And if there's a specific niche inside of those fields, that's great too. But I think for most people, the key to success with this method is breaking down the skill or the area into smaller chunks so that you can really focus. I think sometimes we look at things from a macro perspective and it becomes daunting, overwhelming, and almost paralyzing because we don't know, you know, where to focus on. I think if you start by keeping it small, keeping it to a single skill and breaking down that new skill you want to learn into maybe even like little sub skills or a new area in which you want to become, you know, not an expert, but become beyond, you know, beginner and novice. That's important. 
and it's a critical component to you guys actually reaching your goals. Because A, like I mentioned, it helps prevent you from becoming overwhelmed, but it also prevents you from becoming burned out. And by looking at it in these kind of manageable bite-sized chunks, you can tackle 18 minutes per day every single day. Now, if I said you had to dedicate four hours per day every day, most people are already going to just turn off the podcast and not listen. But if I told you you could change your life significantly by dedicating 18 minutes a day to something, I think for most of you listening, that seems very doable. And again, once you, I don't want to say master, but once you really grasp a lot of the elements, you can start to put them together in order to build upon your skill set. And you'll find the benefits of learning grow exponentially as you go from beginner to, you know, or from, I guess, like novice to quote unquote beginner to intermediate and to advanced and so on. And, you know, why not, you know, give it a shot? Obviously, you know, the 10,000 hour rule is kind of based on becoming the best of the best. And, you know, we want to be a pro, we want to be world-class and that requires a tremendous amount of practice, you know, time, effort, energy, uh, God-given talent, genetics, you know, to uh, reach the 1% in anything in life, in any given field, takes so many dominoes to fall into place. And I, and I do always have to go back to genetics being like a real thing because it just is, you know. Um, some people are just naturally better at certain things. It doesn't matter how much you practice, you're not going to you're not going to be better than them. And that's, it's as true in sport uh, as it is in, in academics and anything else in life. But the cool thing is, is that for you guys who are listening, you're not trying to be the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. You're just trying to be better than you currently are today. And that's an awesome fucking thing to hear because it only is going to take you a handful of minutes every single day. And if it only takes you 100 hours of deep, focused, deliberate learning or practice to go from knowing nothing to knowing more than 90 to 95% of the population. And that's enough to make you competent. That sets you apart, man. And that puts you in a good place. So in other words, it might take certain people 10,000 hours to reach a level of like mastery in many fields. But again, a lot of you are not looking for mastery. You don't need to achieve this elite pro level status. We just need to be better. And it takes a fraction of 10,000 hours to attain that. Like if you want to reach high levels, you can certainly do more like Again, I could do 18 minutes of mobility a day and I'd be way better off in a year, but I have some specific goals and some benchmarks and I do this for a living and I have created an ecosystem and a world where I can dedicate the time to that. Now, I'll say this, if you, and this is just a side note on, you know, fitness professionals, a lot of fitness pros, and I, and I come back to this because they get into fitness because they just, they they are passionate about fitness. And I think that's cool. But sometimes that doesn't mean they should be coaches and they shouldn't try to be entrepreneurs or business owners because those are all different things. And 
sometimes fitness pros focus way too much on their own fitness. And I'm not saying you shouldn't put your mask on first and you shouldn't get your workout in and you shouldn't get mobility and you shouldn't take care of your body. That's not what I mean. But a lot of fitness pros spend hours a day on their own lifting, their own training, and their own mobility, yet they won't spend 18 minutes a day learning how to write sales copy. And they won't spend 18 minutes a day to balance a P&L sheet. They won't spend 18 minutes a day working on their website or their social media or their marketing strategy or forecasting their business three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. They won't spend 18 minutes a day looking at, you know, emerging trends or reaching out to clients at a deeper level. And that's where they fail and they go wrong. And I share that because not to bag on, on people in the fitness industry, but I work with a lot of uh, fitness people that reach out to us. Uh, we'll get a mastermind group, you know, rocking here in 2024 that I know will help a lot of people. And if you're listening to this and you're a fitness professional and you work in the space, if you're spending hours on your own shit, but you're not spending, you know, that many hours on your client stuff, and on client and customer acquisition and actually running your business and making your business and your infrastructure better, your nose is open, man. And you're in like a real vulnerable place. And that's not what a professional does. That's what somebody does who has a hobby. And you have to be very focused with your time. And you do have the time, but you just have to give a shit. And that's what I'm going to say to everybody here um, in closing. And I call out fitness pros because everybody's guilty of this. As a, a normal couch to athlete who's listening, you work a corporate job, you, you like exercise, you found our stuff. There's things that you want to be better at that would change your life and make your life better. And you know that, but you're spending two hours a night watching Netflix and not 18 minutes a day on the skill that would change your life. You're spending 45 minutes on YouTube you're spending an hour on video games. You're getting lost on Instagram for 37 minutes at a time. Yet you could plan out and map out and block out 18 minutes to do hamstring and hip mobility that would probably get rid of some of your nagging back pain just from sitting in flexion all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, If we really want to, we can find the time to get better at so many things in our life. Dedicating just 18 minutes a day. I keep coming back to that. Legit focus minutes. You will be better than 90 to 95% at the world at whatever you're doing. There's always going to be the 5 or 10% who are better. You're not trying to beat them anyway. You're just trying to beat yourself. That puts you way past a novice and way past a beginner and most importantly, way past where you were a year ago. And I'll repeat this phrase again. You just have to give a shit and make more time for it. You know, you can't say you don't have time if you're wasting time <laughs> social media scrolling, Netflix watching, YouTube watching, and complaining about why you aren't good or why things aren't happening for you. This goes for your personal life, your professional life, your fitness life, and everything in between. Block off 18 minutes a day to be better at just one thing. And give it a year's time. Depending on what you dedicate that 18 minutes to, 
It just might be the thing that changes the trajectory of your entire life for the better. And I know that's a strong statement and it might sound bold to a lot of you listening, but I truly mean that. I, as you know, to quote the great Christopher Wallace, aka Biggie Smalls, I grew up a fucking screw up. There is so many things that when I moved here and if Heather comes on the podcast tomorrow, her and I can talk about this, that I did not fucking know. I mean, about so many things in life, graduated college, cum laude. So I'm super fucking smart, right? Yet I'm super dumb about life. There's so many things I didn't know. When I tell you guys, I'm a different human today. It didn't happen overnight. I didn't learn all these skills. I didn't figure out all of the systems and how to run businesses and how to, you know, budget money and invest and save and become this person of me financially, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. It didn't happen in a day. But in a lot of areas of my life, slowly over time, I got obsessed with something with a John Wick-like focus and would start off doing probably 30 minutes a day of something. In, in my OCD, addictive personality mentality, I would go deeper and deeper and deeper and I get obsessed with things and then I go longer than that. I go, however, instead of being addicted to drugs and alcohol, you know, at this point, I'm addicted to refining my life and being better and searching for this inner peace and happiness and that's kind of my focus now. But none of that happened overnight. And there's a lot of things for me, uh, you know, getting into different ideologies about just the world and life perspective, gratitude, um, you know, Nietzsche and Buddhism, like certain things that I follow and read now um, that I dedicated more than 18 minutes a day to in my life have definitely changed the trajectory of where my life was to where it is today. And it's also changed the way that I feel. Um, and the byproduct of that is the way that I move, the way that I talk, the way that I speak, and the way that I live my life is completely different than it was 10, 15 years ago. And again, am I an expert um, in finance? I'm not. I go, but for a dude who runs businesses and is in the fitness industry, I know more than 95% of all the people walking around on the planet. And I believe that in my whole heart. And I know that as I work with so many financial advisors and investors um, and we can talk to each other and I don't feel like I'm outclassed being in the room. And that's not the only thing. I mean, we could go 90s hip hop too. We could go say by the bell trivia. We could go fitness. My point is, is that you guys have the time if you want to be better at something. And I speak about this so passionately because it has changed my life in so many ways. And as I go down this, you know, now obsessive, you know, mobility journey. Um, and that's just the, the, the latest, you know, cue in my bucket. And at once I get to that, then I'm going to, I'll switch it to something else. But the cool thing is, is you acquire all these new skills along the way. And as long as you continue to use them, you don't lose them. But the thing is you have to acquire them first and you have to dedicate the time. So that's why I do little things like not watching the news, not hanging out with negative people, uh, I don't, you know, let uh, energy sucks and, and time eaters, you know, steal my day. I keep my bathroom, I keep my bathroom, I keep my phone in the bathroom so it doesn't distract me. I put a lot of guardrails and safeguards in place so I don't make excuses and I don't lose track of time because it's the most precious asset all of us have. 
And if I waste it on YouTube or I waste it, you know, with somebody who's negative and dragging me down, I won't have the 18 minutes free I need to potentially change my life. And I really just focus on that. And I think you guys should too. So again, I'll say it one more time and I'll let you go. Depending on what you dedicate the 18 minutes to, it just might be the thing that changes the trajectory of your whole life for the better. And that can be fitness. It can be nutrition. It can be finance. It can be going on a walk with your husband or wife. It can be playing with your kids. It can be staring at your dog like a weird dog person like I do, laying on the ground, just petting your dog because my dog is old and won't be around forever. And it's like these little things change our lives if we're just willing to commit to them and be focused on them. Some of them make us a better person. Some of them make us more money. Some of them just fucking make us happier and make us feel better. And I think that's important too. And sometimes we focus so much on goals and success, whatever the fuck that means to many of you. But if you can do something for 18 minutes a day that makes you smile, that makes you feel better, that puts you in a good mood and just kind of lights a fire inside you, I think that's time well spent. So take that for what it is, you guys. If you have any questions on this episode, obviously just hit me up. Again, the Jeremy Scott Fitness app is live and rocking and rolling. I'm happy to uh, rock with you guys inside of there. So many of you are already inside. I appreciate it. It humbles me. It's always awesome to uh, to talk with you guys inside there and give you all the things that you want and see. So we're having a great time in there. Link is in the show notes. Get a week for free. Stay for a couple of pennies. And if you guys want a free sample of Athletic Greens, hit me up. I'm happy to send it. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. And then obviously, jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com for a protein, turmeric, collagen, and krill oils. Code MD29 right now to get 29% off. Otherwise, I'll most likely chat with you guys tomorrow. I'm still jet lagged. I'm still tired, but I thought this was important because I know many of you are probably already living an awesome life, but if there's certain areas you want to fix, change, or improve, it doesn't mean you have to move a fucking mountain. It just means you have to give a shit a little bit and try something a couple minutes a day to get better. And if you have a coach, accountability in a community helping you do that it can change everything so have an awesome rest of your friday night you guys if you're on apple podcast drop it a five star leave a comment i truly would appreciate it and if you're on spotify you can leave a five star there too it takes all about two minutes and it truly does help our business and help this podcast and it uh, it helps us keep this thing going so if you guys appreciate what we do here and you've never dropped us a review i would appreciate it and i thank you in advance so Until next time, my friends, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.